Friday evening and a very warm welcome to you to the program As the Sun Sets. As you know, my name is Father Emil and it's always lovely being with you at this time of the day. I hope you've had a good day. It's Friday. We've got the weekend ahead of us and I hope we're going to have and you're going to have a wonderful uh, rest as you try and recapture or regain your strength and enthusiasm, whatever it is to face another week that's next week. But for now, let us just say thank you to the Lord for the gift of this day, for the gift of this week. And uh, let's place ourselves in the presence of the Lord and ask the Lord to be, be with us as we praise him at the end of the day. O oh God, come to our aid. O oh Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Come before Him singing with joy.
Lord is great. Our God is high above all gods. Psalm 134 prays for the Lord who does marvelous things. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise him, servants of the Lord, who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing a psalm to his name, for he is loving. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, and Israel for his own possession. For I know the Lord is great, that our Lord is high above all gods. The Lord does whatever he wills, in heaven, on earth, in the seas. He summons clouds from the ends of the earth, makes lightning produce the rain. From his treasuries he sends forth the wind. The firstborn of the Egyptians he smote, of man and beast alike. Signs and wonders he worked in the midst of your land, O Egypt, against Pharaoh and all his servants. Nations in their greatness he struck, and kings in their splendor he slew. Zion, king of the Amorites, Og, the king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan. And he let Israel inherit their land, and on his people their land he bestowed. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord is great. Our God is high above all gods. Sons of Israel, bless the Lord. Sing a psalm to his name, for he is loving. Lord, your name stands forever, unforgotten from age to age. For the Lord does justice for his people. The Lord takes pity on his servants. Pagan idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths, but they cannot speak. They have eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but they cannot hear. There is never a breath on their lips. Their makers will come to be like them, and so will all who trust in them. Sons of Israel, Bless the Lord. Sons of Aaron, bless the Lord. Sons of Levi, bless the Lord. And you who fear him, bless the Lord. From Zion may the Lord be blessed, he who dwells in Jerusalem. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Sons of Israel, bless the Lord. Sing a psalm to his name, for he is loving. All peoples will come and adore you, Lord. Great and wonderful are your deeds, O Lord God the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the ages. Who shall not fear and glorify your name, O Lord? For you alone are holy, 
and all nations shall come and worship you, for your judgments have been revealed. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. All peoples will come and adore you, Lord. And our Gospel reading is taken from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 19. Some Pharisees approached Jesus, and to test him, they said, Is it against the law for a man to divorce his wife on any pretext, whatever? Jesus answered, Have you not read that the Creator from the beginning made them male and female, and that he said, This is why a man must leave father and mother and cling to his wife, and the two become one body. So they are no longer two, therefore, but one body. So then, what God has united, man must not divide. But they said to him, Well, then why did Moses command that a writ of dismissal should be given in the case and in cases of divorce. It was because you were so unteachable, Jesus said, that Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. But it was not like this from the beginning. Now, I say this to you. The man who divorces his wife, and I am not speaking about fornication, and marries another, is guilty of adultery. The disciple said to him, Well, if that is how things are between husband and wife, it is not advisable to marry. But Jesus replied, It is not everyone who can accept what I have said, but only those to whom it is granted. See, there are eunuchs born that way from their mother's womb. There are eunuchs made so by men, and there are eunuchs made themselves that way for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let anyone accept this who can. Well, today a tough question and... uh, Jesus is talking about divorce. The Pharisees want to know about this. Moses allowed them to divorce. They were so unteachable, Jesus says. But Jesus says it was not so from the beginning. So this evening what I would like to do is just to talk and to reflect a little bit about the importance of marriage and what it really, really means. And it's so unfortunate that in the world today, practically two out of three marriages always end in divorce. So divorce is really a reality of the world today. And one has to ask oneself, what can one do? And I bet there are many of you listening to me now who are divorced, who are planning to be divorced, and for whom divorce is a reality. But we need to go back, as Jesus says, to the beginning when God made man and woman 
and brought them together. And he said, that man must cling to his wife and the two become one body. They are no longer two, therefore, but one body. So then what God has united, man must not divide. So marriage in the plan of God was something that was instituted, yes, by God from the very beginning. And what is it? Is it just two people coming together? What a, why is it that so many people end up in divorce nowadays? So let's look and see something about what marriage really is. In the beginning, when God created man and woman and brought them together, he meant them to come together as man and wife, that they would see in each other what God saw in them, bring them together in love, and that that union between them is something created, designed by God for them. But how do we preserve that oneness? How do we preserve that unity? How do we stop this um, um, phenomenon that we find today in the world where so many people are divorced, are becoming divorced? Now, I think one way of doing that is for a couple that is united in marriage not to say to themselves, well, you know, we got married in that particular time or in that church and so on. The marriage is consummated, therefore we are married. Now let's go a little bit more deeply and see that the union between husband and wife is such that if that is to be a marriage, then we must realize it is God who brings two people together, keeps them together in love, but he expects couples husbands and wives, spouses, to love one another. And what keeps people together in love is when you make your spouse the most important person in your life. In other words, you make your spouse number one. But what often happens is we get married and then we get so wound up in our work and so on and your spouse becomes number two or three or four. Your work becomes more important your sport becomes very important. Your money and investments become very important. The time you spend in the office becomes more important. And then what happens? Your spouse gets left behind and begins to feel that he or she is number two or number three. And when this kind of thing happens, then marriage really has very little chance of surviving. Because marriage is really going to last. Marriage is really going to be, you and your spouse are going to be bound together in love with each other when you see each other as number one, not as number two. That's the most important people in your lives. And if it's not that way, then marriage enters a very precarious uh, situation. Now, making each other number one, I believe, is a very important aspect in, in, in life. And if we take another step uh, in the direction of, of marriage now and try and see what is this marriage all about, we can see Saint, from St. Saint Paul, for example, that uh, husbands and wives enter into marriage and that marriage is a symbol of the relationship between Christ and the church. In other words, Christ loves the church and therefore husbands and wives must love each other. And just as Nothing can ever come between the love that Christ has for his church. He will love us no matter what. 
that there is a real commitment, a real covenant relationship between Christ and the church. And so the church teaches from the scriptures that in marriage there must be a real commitment and dedication, a real love relationship, a real covenant between husband and wife so that nothing comes between the love that they have for each other. You see, when, when that's a reality, then marriage will last. But when somehow one or other of the, of the parties in the marriage begin to pull out, that covenant can't be formed. It can't sustain itself. And so I'm saying one can sustain that love between husbands and wives by the love you have for each other by making each other number one in your lives, the most important people in your life. You can also sustain that relationship by just coming to realize, my goodness, the love that I have for my husband or my wife is a sacrament. My goodness, I don't have that privilege. You as a marriage person have that privilege. The relationship, the love that you have for your husband or wife is the sacrament it's the sacred sign of the love that God has for his people, the sacred sign that Christ has for his church. And so when you love each other, when you show each other that you are number one to each other, you actually are and become the sign of Christ's love for the church. What an incredible vocation married people have. So marriage is not something cheap. It's not something you buy in a shop or something you just go and do at the magistrate's office or even do in the church. Marriage is something that we work on so that this phenomenon of divorce can become lessened. There can be no divorce between Christ and his church because there is a covenant of love. There should be no uh, 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 divorce between husbands and wives because there is a covenant of love between people. So, for me, this is the theology. This is what lies behind marriage. And this is, for me, the wonder of marriage. And I always say to couples, you have such an incredible vocation of showing forth the love that God has for us in the love that you have for each other, in making each other, number one, the most important people in your lives. So treasure those moments when you can build and establish that relationship of love in prayer, in commitment, in making each other feel the most important people in your lives. I believe that is what brings us together and keeps us together in love. Well, I'm saying all this now, and at the same time I want to say there are so many people in the world today who are divorced. And please know that if you are divorced, it is no condemnation, and the church doesn't condemn you. And I think the church wants to reach out. And I think this is one of the great things that Pope Francis is trying to do, is to encourage people. It's unfortunate that the world we live in today is such that there's so many things that come between husbands and wives, and so many marriages end in divorce. But you are loved, and the church wants to care for people who are divorced. And it's not trying to be paternalistic. It's because God loves you no matter what. And so... It is unfortunate that so many people are divorced, are being divorced. But let's just take one step back and say, let's overcome this phenomenon of divorce by strengthening 
our relationships of love between each other. And I think this is one of the great things which has emerged from this the synod on, on family life that took place recently in Rome. But even before that, for me, the most important thing about marriage is the love that you have for each other. And so I pray that the Lord will keep you, who are married, in love with each other as you make each other the most important people in your lives. Christ loved us and has washed away our sins with his blood. He made us a line of kings, priests to serve God. Christ loved us and has washed away our sins with his blood. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Christ loved us and has washed away our sins with his blood. Now the Lord has come to help us, his servants, he has remembered his mercy. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has looked with favour on his lowly servant, and from this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord has come to help us, his servants. He has remembered his mercy. Father Christ prayed that we be forgiven through his passion, and as you accepted him, accept his prayer for all sinners. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Through his beloved disciple, Jesus gave us Mary to be our mother, and with her we pray to you for all her children. Father, heed the anguish of those who cry out to you with your Son, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Help us to hear the cry, I thirst, and help us to see your Son even in the least of his brothers and sisters. To the man dying with him, Jesus said, Truly I say to you, this day you will be with me in paradise. Father, let these words be heard again by those who die tonight. And we pray for those who have gone before us, signed with the sign of the cross. May they rise with Christ in power when his voice resounds again through the universe. It is consummated. And Lord, tonight, in a very special way, I want to pray that you keep couples happily united to each other in marriage. 
bless them, keep them together in love. And for those couples who have been divorced, separated, show them your love, your mercy, your forgiveness. Watch over them, Lord, and may they never forget the great love that you have for them. And may we never marginalize or reject them, but welcome them into our community. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Holy Father and Lord, you willed that Christ your Son should be the price of our salvation. Give us grace so to live, that through sharing his sufferings, we may be strengthened by the power of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit as God forever and ever. Amen. And now may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always.
Johann Sebastian Bach's beautiful Jesu Joy of Man's Desiring. Uh, sung for us there by the Capella Ciciliana, a lovely way in which to end our evening prayer. So it's been lovely being with you for the last half hour. It's Friday. I'm going to, I wish you a very, very restful weekend. I'll be back with you again on Sunday for Mass at 11 o'clock and again on Monday morning at 6. So from me, Father Emil, have a super weekend and please don't forget about the Dominican Order, the support we are asking for in the month of August. If you'd like to make a little contribution to the order for the formation of future Dominicans, our bank account is Nedbank Eastgate 192405 and the account 192420233. From me, Father Emil, good night and God bless. <laughs>